welcome to Monsters After Midnight, a dark fantasy podcast where we talk horror, vampires, we roll with cryptids, and I tell you stories about at least some of those things. I am your host, Samantha Mayot. I'm a horror and dark fantasy author primarily, but I do write in a few other genres like in like young adult and paranormal romance. Uh, this podcast is going to focus though more on the horror and dark fantasy aspects of my writing. If you recognize my name, you may know me from either my story, which appeared on season eight of the Wicked Library podcast, or maybe you've read my stories in the handful of anthologies that I've appeared in. Um, I don't have any solo publications yet, but I'm hoping for that to change soon-ish. If you don't know me at all, then you do now. Hi, I'm Sam. As this is the first episode, it's only fair that I spend a little bit of time introducing myself. Uh, I have a BA in creative writing and English studies. It doesn't really mean a whole lot except that I spent a lot of time reading and writing and paying a lot of money to do it. Um, After I graduated, I didn't really work on anything for a long time. I fell into the get a job and pay off my student loans and writing sort of fell to the wayside. Um, I started writing again in 2016. Uh, I was working part-time in a department store and I figured I would have, quote-unquote, enough free time to write. Uh, I was right, but I still don't like that that was my thought process that got me back into writing. Uh, so I did NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, and won, which was cool. And uh, after that, I realized that my mental health was better when I was writing versus when I wasn't writing. So I decided that without a doubt this was something that had to be a part of my life a big part of my life that's when writing became more than just you know a hobby uh the reason why i wanted to start a podcast was to give another medium for people to hear my stories and sometimes talk about some other things um one of which being the sort of like paranormal experiences that i've had myself um have a couple of my friends come and talk about the same talk about you know books that i've read that i liked movies that i watched that i liked or didn't like who knows all right. Um, I've done a lot of talking about myself, which is unusual for me. I know it doesn't seem like I talked about myself a lot, but for me, that was astronomical. Um, since this is the first episode, I don't currently have any announcements or uh, promos or anything yet, but I probably will in the future. So let's just sort of skip over to what I'm going to be reading today. The story that I wrote is what's known as a songfic in the fanfiction community. I think it's mostly still within the fanfiction community. Uh, this is not a fanfiction piece, it's just um, inspired by a song. For those who may not know, a songfic is a piece of writing that is heavily inspired by a certain song and oftentimes will have uh, lyrics of said song either between sections of the piece or even sometimes as dialogue that the characters speak. Um, It can be a couple of other things, too. Sometimes the characters can also hear or reference that song uh, within the piece itself. Um, The piece that I wrote, I was sort of fortunate um, because I was able to remove the lyrics from my piece because of, you know, copyrights and everything, um, because I only had them between the sections of the story. Uh, If you're interested... I will eventually post the full story with the lyrics included. So if you're curious as to what lyrics went where, then definitely check that out. If it's not linked in the description when the episode comes out, then 
check back. It will be. Uh, if you are interested, the song that the story is inspired by is Uninvited Guest, um, the same as the name of the story, uh, the song by Disturbed. It's from their album Evolution. Also, a quick content warning before I get into it, the piece does deal with um, themes of grief and loss of a loved one. And without further ado, here is Uninvited Guest. Zachary entered the vault, his mind wandering, unsure why he was coming back. Hadn't he just come to visit her a little over a week ago? It wasn't as if he would come back to find her sitting atop the stone sarcophagus he'd put her inside with a teasing, sardonic smile she'd most certainly acquired from him. The room was dimly lit, but it was still the closest thing to a shrine he could make to her without going back there. That was one trip he certainly wasn't ready for yet, despite telling himself over and over that he didn't care, that he didn't miss them, either one. In his heart, he knew it was a lie. They had meant much more to him than he would ever tell, even if he was bound to tell the truth. He'd always managed to find a way to answer truthfully without giving too much away. No one could know how important she, she had been, or her mother. Not that either would matter anymore. They were both gone. There was no way Sarah could have endured whatever tortures that place could have come up with. They certainly wouldn't have held back once they didn't have a reason to. And for what? The plan had worked as much as it could have. Zachary should have known better than to entrust her safety to the human boy. No matter what he'd said, what Zachary had felt from him as he told him he would do anything, die if necessary, to protect his most important treasure, Zachary should have done it himself. With a small grunt and a modicum of effort, Zachary pushed the lid from the sarcophagus. As he'd thought, she still lay there, violet eyes close to the world around her. He swallowed, his red eyes burning with tears he refused to shed. He'd had his moment. It wasn't what he'd come for. Why had he come down here? Her skin was pale, but there were no signs of decomposing. No odor that her body was breaking down. Blue veins lined her skin. Her blood long since drained on the cold pavement where he'd found her, washed away with a cursed rain on that night. He'd made sure she didn't die alone. Even knowing it was a child's story, he found himself holding hope for the tale he told her as she passed, as her emotions had turned from loneliness to fear to something like contentment with his presence just before all emotions stopped completely. The hope that she could make it back. Maybe that was why he'd kept her, refusing to do the funeral rites, refusing to burn her body as he'd burned hundreds of other vampire bodies throughout the years. Maybe there was a chance, a hope, that she may one day return to it. He reached a steady hand out, leaning down to touch her face, once warm and full of life. Instead, his fingers met something colder than even his own flesh wax from a snuffed candle that molded to his touch. He'd clean the blood from her, even been able to change her clothes. If she did wake, he prayed to that bastard night she wouldn't remember any of what happened. That the last twenty years will have been nothing but a bad dream. It should have been me, Leanne. I failed you, and your mother too. The most I can do is avenge the both of you. But before he would be able to do that, he would have to purge the sorrow from his heart, filling it once again with the raging fire that had kept him alive so long. He would have to go back there. He gazed at his daughter for a few minutes longer, saying nothing, his mind blank, blinking back tears he hadn't realized were coming. I'll come see you again soon, my child, he said softly, pulling his hand back and taking a last look at her unchanging face before pulling the stone slab back into place, protecting her from anything, and anyone, who might find where he'd hidden her. When he arrived at the apartment, he looked around, seeing not the layers of dust that coated everything and invaded his senses, but seeing it as it had been all those years ago. She'd been born here, delivered by a midwife he trusted. 
and one who could be bought to forge the documents for him. It was a two-room apartment, with a bed on one side of the room, which opened to a small kitchen. One door from the kitchen area led to a small bathroom, and the other filled him with a dread he hadn't known he could still feel. Of course, it was her room he was afraid to step into. He'd spent so much of his time away from her while she was growing up, so much of his time keeping the trail off of her, keeping them from finding out about her, while letting her grow up with her mother. But of course, she'd been different enough to get their attention all on her own, without his help. The one happiness he'd indulged in in over a thousand years, and it ended like this. Was this the free will he'd worked so hard for? Was this what fate would do each and every time he found an ounce of happiness? First Alana had been taken from him, then Simon and his own brother, then Sarah, and finally, his daughter. The one part of his life he'd fought to keep safe, to keep protected from the blood and the scum that had touched every other part of it. Pulling himself together, he steeled his nerves and shut the door to the apartment, walking slowly to the one closed door and turning the knob, pushing it open gently. It was a child's room, although a strange one. Pictures of band logos were littered across the walls, along with pictures of attractive knives and instructions on proper weapon care. He'd made sure she still learned how to defend herself, even though he'd never wanted her to have to use it, not nearly as much as she had. In the corner was a bed, unmade. They'd left in a hurry. Sarah had always had to remind her a hundred times to at least make it look like she'd made an effort. Still, his daughter only listened half the time, and usually only made a quarter of the effort her mother wanted to see when it came to keeping house. A drop of water disturbed the dust, and he knew he'd lost the fight with his own emotions. His brother had always been better at controlling them than he had. Why, why did you take her from me? He whispered to the room, barely lit. He could see it as though power still ran through the apartment and all the lights had been turned on. He could see it in all stages of her life. As a babe, laying on a changing table he'd had to get rid of as soon as he was able to. In a toddler's bed, begging for her lullaby before she would even try to go to sleep. Arguing with her mother, even as a toddler. Sitting at a small table, a clumsy hand holding a crayon. She learned her letters. She wanted to learn how to write her name. Zachary had sat with her for hours, despite his cramping knees and his mind telling him it was unsafe to spend so much time with her. Telling her the letters of her name, her mother's name, and even his own, while she wrote them down. Finally, once it was well past her bedtime and he knew Sarah would be annoyed about it, she held up the sheets of paper proudly, a wide smile lighting up her face, her amethyst eyes sparkling with pride at what she'd accomplished. Tonight is the last night for pain and mourning. Tomorrow, we avenge. He forced the words to come out, his voice gravel against his throat as he spoke directly to the night. He sat down in the dark room, his memories providing the light as he recalled every moment of her life he'd been able to share with her in the room. Between each memory, from the little girl, to awkward youth, to the proud, strong woman she'd been when he lost her, he saw her as she'd been in the crypt, pallid and lifeless, a life stolen too soon, taken unfairly by a stranger's hand. Once he found that stranger, though, there would be hell to pay. But that hell would be for another night. Tonight was for grieving, and grieve he did. Tears he would never admit to shedding spilled from his crimson eyes as he remembered the one he'd loved the most, and cursed how much time he'd missed in a lost endeavor. So there it was. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, not everything I write is as sad and reflective as that was. Um, I was projecting a bit when I wrote it um my insomnia was acting up and I was sort of binge listening to it and uh missing my own parents so that's what came out that night 
Uh, if you liked that story and or my podcast premise, uh, leave a like and review, comment, whatever. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter and Facebook at Fallen Fiction. I also have a website, authorsamanthamayotte.com, and a Patreon if you want to search my name, Samantha Mayotte, or if you want to go to patreon.com slash forsakenxfallen. Maybe one day I'll change that to Fallen Fiction as well to make everything uniform, but that day is not going to be today. Um, I'm working on sorting out a link tree and getting that all situated so that all of my links are included on it. Uh, so I can include that instead of giving a thousand links. Uh, right now, though, I use it for... Right now, though, I mostly use it for my cosplay and TikTok stuff, uh, but I don't want a million links to, like, Amazon wish lists and stuff when you're trying to find my writing. So I give me a little bit of time with that. Um, so again, thanks for joining me. Uh, if you liked it, I already said this, but if you liked it, rate, review, comment. Uh, if you hated it, leave some constructive feedback. Try to make that constructive and not like your voice is awful because I, I'm i 30 plus years old. I can't do anything about my voice. If there's something wrong with the podcast itself that I can fix, please let me know. I'm really new to this. I have almost no idea what I'm doing. Um, so thanks for hanging out and I hope to see you next time. Stay spooky out there.